Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Monday, it's 10.30, which means it's time for Embrace Debate here on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, powered by the Fans First Sports Network. Desmond Johnson, I'm your host. Joined by the four-man rushes, Monty Fetty, and from Carolina Cat Chronicles, Cody Lashney in the house. We just finished the NFL draft, pretty much kind of the end of our 2022 uh, season, and a look forward to 2023. Got a lot to talk about this morning. We'll dive right in. Before we get started, though, fellas, how was your weekend? It was uh, filled with draft analysis wild late round picks and uh carolina was first in first out pretty much uh in terms of first pick selected they were done by saturday fifth round um how, how was the weekend week was good for me fellas man um you know i hope everybody was blessed uh they had a good weekend i you know i was excited to see um finally see who we got at quarterback you know and I, I know we're gonna talk about that here shortly but yeah man weekend was fun um it, it was a lo- little longer than i thought it was going to be you know i thought uh you know I, well it was shorter for the panthers longer for me partially but uh yeah but it, it was I had a great weekend i hope y'all did too how you doing cody yeah i'm doing good man uh, originally i wasn't feeling too good about this draft for the panthers but i've had some time to sit and chill with it watch a little bit of the film and I'm feeling a little bit better now. So, uh, you know, I uh, I know we got a lot to talk about. Happy to be here with you, gentlemen. And, uh, yeah, let's embrace the debate. Yeah, thanks. Shout out to everybody that's starting to find us on uh, on YouTube and uh, on different uh, podcast platforms through the Keep Pounding Podcast Network. Had a line waiting to get in here when we first came in. So I uh, appreciate everybody wanting to come in and uh, check out the debate. So uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get it popping. Uh, first question of the morning, can Bryce Young Quarterback Bryce Young, who was the first uh, player selected in the 2023 NFL draft on Thursday night by the Panthers. Can he be a day one starter for Carolina? And if so, with him being the number one overall pick, should that be the expectation that he's the day one starter in Carolina? Uh, Cody, let's start off with you. Yeah, listen, you know, we've heard Frank Reich say that Andy Dalton is the starter, but we know that ain't true, man. Like they're going to they're going to make him earn it. 
it wouldn't surprise me, uh, you know, one or two weeks after training camp, we get the official announcement that Bryce Young is going to be the starter for the Carolina Panthers. And in my opinion, that's why you drafted Bryce Young, because even though he was shorter than every other quarterback, he had the most potential to be able to come out his rookie season, be able to start and hit the ground running. And to be honest, I would be very disappointed if he wasn't starting uh, this season, you know, based on that same premise. So, yeah, I definitely think he's going to be a starter. I think we have the best quarterback room in football right now. That we have two talented young football players. We have an established veteran. We really rebuilt the receiver core. We got weapons on weapons on weapons right now. We don't have like a true number one proven wide receiver, but I really don't feel like we need that. And if you look at what David Tepper said in that press conference, Bryce is so good at spreading the ball around. One of the benefits to him is that you really don't even need to have that true number one presence. So, yeah, I fully expect Bryce to be the man uh, going into week one. And I'm calling my shot right now. The first game of the season is going to be the Carolina Panthers taking on the Houston Texans, number one versus number two. Let's go, baby. Monty, thoughts on this? Uh, Bryce Young, can he be a day one starter in this league for the Panthers? And if so, is that ex- is that your expectation now going forward that Bryce will be the day one starter, similar to the last time we drafted a quarterback number one overall, Cam Newton? Yeah, I hate to start this new era green with Cody, but uh, yeah, um, I, I absolutely, <laughs> you know, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, I I don't want to say it's my expectation. I th- agree with Cody. I think that you know they're definitely going to you know make it a competition. I think they're going to make him earn that spot. Um, you know, to to his point as well. I think Matt Corral is going to you know fight for that job as well. You know, I think it's going to be a, a I think training camp this year is going to be interesting for real. But um, no, I think definitely Bryce uh, is definitely going to be the day one starter. You know, I think he was head above everybody you know as a quarterback position you know in this year's class i think he may have been the smaller quarterback the smallest quarterback in this class but always had the biggest impact you know comparative to all the rest of the quarterbacks in this class so yeah i think he's going to be the day one starter i think that um you know again they're gonna make a competition but you know it's an easy yes for me i had a question too thinking about this during the draft um and i saw that matt corral had uh, tweeted out a cryptic tweet during the uh, the draft about you know knowing where you're wanted and all this kind of stuff and then uh he took it down what do you think happens to matt corral because this coaching staff did not draft him um so it's not easy to say that he will be here uh come september uh, i could easily see them trying to move him off or whatever may happen but then again uh you know the potential to see you know what exactly is there is uh, available too uh, if i'm not mistaken thomas brown said that they're going to be running a kind of an rpo style type offense uh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, isn't that what he came from? Uh, at, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what that's what Matt Corral did at Ole Miss. And to me, Absolutely. it makes no it makes no sense, in my humble opinion, to trade Matt Corral. Monty knows I'm not the biggest Matt Corral fanboy. I don't even hide it. But what I'm trying to say is, if you look at our offense, you know, Miles Sanders said that we're going to an RPO style of offense. I'm sorry, but that benefits Matt Corral better than it does Andy Dalton. And knowing that yeah. the Carolina Panthers played four quarterbacks last year, injuries happen. Like, why not have a young, talented quarterback ready and waiting to go? That's also on a rookie contract if Bryce, you know, God forbid, were to get hurt for whatever reason. And uh, another thing, Desmond, what kind of value would Matt even fetch you? Like, is is that is a, is a, is a sixth or seventh round pick? going to be worth more than what Matt Corral is right now. 
I don't think so. That's yeah, I think you gotta. Yeah, go I'm, ahead. I'm, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I think you gotta roll with Corral too, man. Um, or at least give it to training camp, you know, and, and let him compete. You know, I think you know, there's two young quarterbacks there. Um, he's coming off injury. Uh, if if what they said is true, he's gained some weight. So you know, I, like I said, I want to see him compete. I mean, definitely, definitely want to see him and Bryce go at it. Um, yeah, if it is going to an RPO offense, you know, it would definitely do nothing but benefit Matt Corral as well. And again, Cody just hit it on the head. Injuries happen. You know, we saw last year we were down to quarterback four or five last year. So, um, you know, and I don't want to be in that position to where we are down, you know, we are down in, in, in dire straits and we have God knows who's that quarterback, you know, like we were last year. So, you know, I, I think you definitely got to give Matt Corral a shot. I'm intrigued a little bit, Bob, especially with our second round pick, uh, the wide receiver, yeah. John Camino, who he was throwing to, if I'm not mistaken, at Ole Miss yeah. uh, two years yes. ago. So they've got a rapport. I could see them kind of building something in training camp uh, that might stand out. I would not mind having Matt Corral as the backup quarterback going forward. Um, and who knows? I mean, we, we never really got a chance to see them, so we really don't really know what we have uh, with them yeah. with live bullets. So uh, at least let's see what we have before you decide what to do with them. Uh, fans commenting on uh, the show today, Virginia Hall says, Bryce will have to blow me out of the water to make me a fan of him. He'll have to go 11-6 and six or 12-5. and five. Well, he won't do it by himself. Um, I don't gonna think that's going to – hey, man, in this division, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be too much to ask for. Yeah, that's possible. It's not impossible, yeah. not at all. Plus um, – I'll say this too, and somebody mentioned this to me this weekend. I never really thought about it, and now I'm like, okay, we got to get off of the hole. We don't know about Bryce and the size or whatever. He's five ten. Yeah, I get it. PJ Walker was five eleven, yeah. and we never mentioned his height not once. <laughs> you know, while he was here, you know, and and for some reason, it's the first thing we talk about with Bryce. He's an inch shorter and way more talented with a better yeah. arm and a Heisman. <laughs> so I mean, the Bama pedigree, like it's different. It, PJ Walker was five eleven. Every time you guys talk about that. Just keep in mind the guy that won a couple of games for us last year. It's only an inch taller, and nobody had a problem with his height uh, then. Um, and I think he threw the furthest ball in the in the league. In the air. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, a 60-yard pass. It's, it's an over yeah. Hey, he's going to have to prove it, man. Like, all those doubters about Bryce, they're not going anywhere. Because the fact of the matter is he is the smallest quarterback in the NFL right now. He so until that. until he starts producing the W's, you're always going to have those detractors that are just not willing to believe that he can get the job done on Sundays. He, he seems to thrive on that, though, which is what I like. Yes. Like, he seems I, to thrive on people doubting him as opposed to having like a – it's not like a chip on his shoulder. It's, it's, like a, it's like a Steph Curry – I heard it earlier this weekend. Irrational confidence. Like, you should yeah. not be this confident <laughs> based on when we look at you. You shouldn't be this confident in your abilities, but it shines through and it doesn't come off as arrogance. It just comes off as he's going to get it done. Like, we've watched him get it done so many yeah. times that it, 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 the size don't even matter anymore. And that's where we are with yeah. Steph. I think that's where we are with Bryce. Uh, shout out to Steph Curry, by the way, who uh, is flirting with entering uh, GOAT territory. Like, I'll, I'll just say oh, yeah. it right here. <laughs> like, Absolutely. he's flirting with it. Like, he's up in that. He is if he gets a fifth title this year, he'll be he'll be at the table with Kobe and Magic. Oh, absolutely. Top top three, top four of all time. You yeah, know, I'd have to tell him past LeBron at that point because he would have beaten LeBron. Makes an argument. Three of the makes, titles. Makes a strong <laughs> argument. I mean, yeah, it's just, we'll, that's a, we'll we'll embrace that debate another day. Uh, <laughs> let's get back to the Panthers. Uh best mid to late round pick for Carolina this weekend and why. Monty, we'll start off with you. Um, I don't know if it's going. I'm gonna say mid round. Uh, I my favorite pick after Bryce would be Jonathan Mingo. You know, I I love our well, um I, I love the guard that we got from North Carolina State. Favorite pick I'd probably say would be Mingo. Um, you know, and because I I believe 
they're going to try to replace Mingo with what they did with DJ Moore. And if that's the case, I think that we, you know, we have a potential stud in Desmond Mingo. I think he, he tests off the, off the charts. You know, he has the ideal size that you're looking for in a, uh, you know, a wide receiver one. He has the speed that you're looking for in a wide receiver one. I feel like he's very underrated with the 50, 50 ball. Um, and again, like you said, you know, he's going to be coming in and likely taking snaps with Matt Corral from the second team or third team, what, what have you, you know, whatever team he's going to be on. So, you know, yeah, so it's six, two, 220, you know, I, you know, I feel like he's, he's definitely has an ideal size, man. So um, he would be my favorite pick. You know, if we're talking about after the first two, after the first two rounds, probably will be the guard from North Carolina, but he definitely would be my favorite pick after Bryce. Cody, uh, same question. Who's your, what, uh, what mid to late round pick uh, for Carolina this weekend was the best one in your eyes and why? Yeah, I'm going to say Chandler Zavala out of uh, the guard out of NC State. Like, listen, when is the last time you can remember the Carolina Panthers having good depth on their offensive line? Like, we couldn't even get good starters for the longest time, and now we have legitimate depth, you know? Um, I, I really like that pickup. I know James Campen loved it. That uh, that clip circulated Twitter of him, like, celebrating – Oh, he After lost. the pick was made, yeah, that that's a James Campen pick, and uh, he's already one of the best old line coaches that we've ever had. So if he's excited about him, there's no reason for me not to be excited about him. He played next to a Kemakwanu, our franchise left tackle, so they already kind of have that chemistry with one another. Uh, and he, you know, he seems like a cool, down to earth dude, and I, I just I love that pick because you know my brother is a Saints fan, right? And you know, he was telling me that with Drew Brees, they always made it a point to continuously invest on that offensive line and give your quarterback the proper protection. Oh, the Cowboys love, all wrong. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, and you have to do that, especially now that you did draft a quarterback that's like 5'10", 200 pounds. So that's incredibly important. Um, I'm loving the depth right now. People are already debating between him and Brady Christensen being our starting left guard. Maybe you've been right. You're debating that. I was, was going to say, I mean, Cody, yeah, no, like, nobody's debating that but you, Cody. But, but we love, well, we love you, Cody. But nobody. I mean, debating. hey, dude, Brady Christensen is a dog, bro. I will defend that man till death. Oh, we know, uh, we know. Yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, but no, I, I do love that pick, and knowing that uh, Austin Corbett might not be available at the very start of the season due to him tearing his ACL, that it, it's a perfect pick for us. It's perfect. I'm seeing uh, in the comments, uh, I didn't bring my phone over here into the studio, but Jamarcus Antoine just put CJ Henderson has been released. Thank God. I saw that they didn't extend his uh, fifth year option, but I, I haven't seen anything about it being released. Is that actually the second show in a row, y'all? We've had breaking news during the show. <laughs> this is, hold on, I'm looking now. Yeah, I'm going to go check. I see. Yeah, I'm also. He declined, he did, he, okay, so CJ Henderson's fifth year option has been declined. Right. Uh, that doesn't mean he's been cut. Uh, the Panthers have confirmed. Uh, it's, oh, it's been yeah, it's not been exercised. Um, the Blitz have you know they just confirmed that he hasn't been released, guys. Uh, I think yeah, he's, he's. I mean, he's still. I mean, this is year four for for him. Yeah, like, we, right. been, we've yeah. been told, y'all. We've been told. <laughs> oh yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. They could. Uh, they did pick up the fifth year option this morning for Derek Brown. Derek Brown um, right. So uh, that so that is there. Keep in mind, C.J. Henderson was acquired in a trade with the Jaguars. That was a Matt Rule. Uh, trade. Uh, he was the ninth overall pick in the 2020 draft. So um, he was traded for Dan Arnold, the tight end. I forgot about that. So we'll see. Uh, there's a couple of guys in that like draft class. Uh, 
that haven't had their uh, fifth year extended. Chase Young, uh, Washington, with last week. Jeff Akuda, uh, Isaiah Simmons, the the Clemson linebacker that a lot of people around here wanted at the time. Um, but Derek Brown gets his fifth year option, which which is good. Um, for me, I think it was. Looking at everyone, probably Mingo. Uh, I was hoping that they were going to go in and get a wide receiver. I saw the David Tepper clip where he was talking to Mingo when they drafted him, and he said he was talking to Steve Smith on the phone right before, and Smith told him to go draft Mingo. Um, I had heard comparisons that he's like a faster version of A.J. Brown, which is totally fine. <laughs> if, that's, yeah. if that's what he's going to come out to, yeah, yeah, sign me up. Let's go. But now the, here's my bonus question. Is this the deepest the wide receiver room the Pan- the, the Panthers have had in like twenty years? Because I was sitting there trying to think back to another time where they've had this many guys. Because not all these guys are going to make the roster. Like they've right. got like eight or nine wide receivers at this point. Um, but I could see them holding on to a hard six, and they would be. I, I don't, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I don't know if it's the deepest. You know, in reason we haven't seen them play. You know, we've yet to see any. of I mean, we're right. just hoping that. Terrace Marshall produces, and we're hoping that Mingo pops here. So I don't know if it's the deepest yet. I think that's a little too early for that. Um, and I'm just, I say that here because what in 2020 we had Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson. You know, Robbie Anderson, they both went, uh, and DJ Moore both went for over a thousand yards, and then Curtis Samuel went for a thousand all-purpose yards. You know, so I, I, I don't, I think that's too or a little premature to say that. You know, I, I would like say that. that it's it's it has the most potential. So I mean, Probably. right now, I mean, if you look at it straight up. You know, Terrence Marshall Jr. is not proven. DJ Chark has been a good receiver, but he's still looking for that breakout year, which I do think he's capable of having here in Carolina. Uh, you draft Jonathan Mingo, and I mean Adam Thielen is probably your your most tendered receiver with the most that he's actually proven in the NFL. So they haven't proven it yet, but when you look at the talent and the dynamic and the speed and the size. Yeah, this could end up being one of those receiver cores that we remember for a long time to come. A ton of potential, man. A ton. There's still some uh, conversation in the comment section about uh, the fifth-year option and and what exactly it is. Um, Because it it, it appears, I guess people are thinking since um, CJ didn't get his fifth-year extended, that that means he's basically going to get cut. That's not necessarily the case. Uh, Someone had asked, I'm trying to find the comments going in so quick, uh, I was trying to find the one. Someone was asking us to explain uh, what the fifth-year option is. Here it is. MLT says, I actually need someone to explain how the fifth-year option works. Um, so basically, if you're, it's only for first-round picks. If you're a first-round right. pick in the draft that you were in, you're signed to an initial four-year deal, and it's slotted in based on the, 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 the selection you were selected at in the round. The team that uh, drafted you at the end of your third season can start to negotiate extending you to a fifth-year uh, on that four-year. Uh, if you're second round, third round, whatever, you don't get the option to negotiate after your third year for a fifth. Now, teams deny giving uh, players fifth year options all the time. It doesn't mean they no longer own that player. It's basically like a show me type deal. Like, you know, OK, we're not going to give you this fifth year prove extension. Right. Yeah, prove it. Prove it to us that you can do it in this fourth year. And then we'll talk after the season's over. The team runs the risk of that player becoming an unrestricted free agent because of it. Uh, right. So, yeah you could potentially have this player play themselves into more money than you were willing to pay them by not locking yeah. them into a fifth year. Daniel option. Jones. Daniel yeah. Jones is a perfect <laughs> exactly. example of that. So um, Lamar Jackson, another perfect example of uh, where they couldn't get a deal done for a fifth year. Well, no, I think they did get a fifth year extension done, but then after the fifth year is when all this other stuff started happening, they couldn't 
get his money yeah. until last right. week. So uh, hopefully that explains what it is. It's not for all draft picks. It's only for first rounders. So, um, and that's why that's there. CJ Henderson is still a Carolina Panther. He probably will be through training camp and into the season, to be honest, because they didn't exactly, they didn't draft any cornerbacks. Uh, I no. think they picked up some. We're going to yeah. talk about here in just a bit in terms of unrestricted uh, free agent signings that they had. Right. Um Look for in terms of the draft and the Panthers going back. Uh, question number three: Which Carolina pick did you not agree with or like, and why? Um, Money, let's start with you on this one. Um, I, it's DJ Johnson, you know, and, and I think for the value that we got for him, you know, I, I don't, I believe he probably could have been there at ninety three instead of trading up to eighty. Um, but again, you know, I guess I, from hearing, you know, just reports and then just listening over interviews, DJ Johnson may have been a little higher. Um, he may have been just a little higher than what fans thought as well. So, you know, I, so I could be ignorant in saying that I just, you know, I, just looking over, you know, from his pro, uh, his senior bowl, you know, his, some of the film that, you know, some of the guys have posted in, in our group chat there. Um, I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest fan, you know, I, you know, the same way how I felt about Tommy Trimble and Troy pride, you know, I posted that today. It's kind of how I feel about DJ Johnson. You know, I feel like there, there's upside there. There's potential there. Um, he, I'm, you know, I just don't believe that, or I'm not, ready to you know invest another event uh time in another developmental uh pass rusher when we are in need for one you know i feel like we definitely got to go get a veteran um and he this wasn't my favorite pick Cody. yeah so listen man shout out to my guy twan twan don of the 704 charlotte bound podcast because he was uh he's been high on jamie robinson he's an fsu fan and uh we, we did we drafted his guy jamie robinson um, I, I'm still going to say it's not the pick that I'm in love with just because we signed so many safeties this past off season. Like when you brought in Vaughn Bell, you know, we already have Jeremy Chin, Xavier Woods is still coming back. You know, but we do have good depth at that position. And I just feel like there were a few times in this draft when, you know, the Panthers just straight up went best player available. And instead of trying to draft whatever your needs are, they were like, no, we like this player better than whatever position we might need more. So um, I do like his film. He's fast. He's aggressive. And that's one thing that I know about this Panthers front office. They like players with upside. Even if they didn't have the best college film, you know, if you look at their physical potential, there's a lot of good football left in all these dudes. But um, yeah, to me, just knowing that we're good at safety, and I would have liked to go on, get a corner, maybe like an Eli Ricks at some point. Um, that would have been fantastic. But, uh, yeah, in my mind, Jamie Robinson was kind of a head scratcher, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, safety, they do seem pretty set there. I, I'd like, I would have to think that if they do think that Robinson's going to have a good chance to make the team, that it means that Chin's going to play a lot more uh, linebacker than what we might have thought going into this. I always thought that um, – that Chen would play more of like a Troy Palomalu type of hybrid type role where he'll, he'll he's be listed as safety, but he really spends most of his time in the box um, yeah. and can kind of disrupt from there. Like you don't really know where he's going to be. He can kind of roam. Uh, so because of that, you might need to have two safeties back there. Plus yeah. him. Uh, I think they're going to pretty much be in like nickel pretty much the entire time anyway, uh, in terms of the way it sounds, they're going to have five. Well, and with the Giro Vero, many people have said that, there are going to be many times where we're going to have five defensive backs on the field. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like the Panthers, they want to be able to be multiple and they want to have a deep rotation. 
uh, you know, uh, they put him at nickel a lot. And he has a great nose for the football, as you're seeing there. So I'm not mad with the talent. To me, it's just more of a positional value type of thing. Some more yeah. uh, some more comments coming in from out of the the, uh, the large group that's come in to watch uh, today's show after the draft. Um, someone was mentioning, MLT again was mentioning, Mingo is not a fluid route runner as DJ. He needs to be coached up on that. He plays strong, though. Um yeah, CJ but Mingo, Stroud. I mean, uh, but DJ Stroud, DJ Stroud, <laughs> DJ Moore wasn't, um, you know, he wasn't a great route runner coming out of college or, you know, or that was the the knock of, you know, of him coming out of college. They're saying he wasn't the, the more, the most clean route runner, especially comparative to, you know, to Ridley, you know, really was a, yeah. was a route technician and DJ Moore really wasn't. So, I mean, so I think that, I mean, I, I really think that he, you know, molds to DJ Moore more than AJ Brown, but he's also a lot bigger than DJ Moore. So, you know, I also see the, you know, the AJ Brown comparisons as well. But back to Jamie Robinson real quickly. Um, yeah. I think he's more of a special teams. Uh, I think, you know, because they, they've made an emphasis on, on keep making special teams a big part of our uh, part of our whole package with the Carolina Panthers. You know, and I feel like that's he's going to be a special team ace. Um, you know, so I, I think that's kind of where his role is going to be more than just on the you know, back in the secondary. But Panther I, fans love this dude already, man. He's turned up. Oh, yeah, up. they love him. Oh, like, dude, he's dude, a dog. Yeah, he's, Dude, he's ready to go, man. And I, I love that about him, man. That dog mentality, that's important. Yeah. I got a confession to make. Um, I thought about it this weekend, too, especially when we were uh, drafting uh, Mingo. I think we overrated DJ Moore, like, just by default. Like, I'm sitting there thinking about it. Yeah, I know he had 3,000-yard seasons in a row and he was throwing at him and everything else. I'm just kind of yeah. thinking back on it. I'm like, okay, this dude was a, a first-round pick at wide receiver. And I'm trying to think of a game. What was the DJ Moore game? Like what oh, game? Yeah. Oh, what was the game uh, I, DJ see, Moore? I'm a DJ out? Moore fan. Oh, yeah. I, I can go. I can go. I can go a couple games like every year. Um, his his freshman year or freshman year rookie year. Uh, the what was it? The Detroit Lions game. That's how I knew he was a dog when he put uh, Darius Slay on the deck. Uh, when he scored, um, uh, when he uh, was he caught the ball overhead and he went was uh 80 yards and almost scored uh, the, his rookie year. So I, I'll say that it was, uh, I think it was the game that he caught uh, the Tennessee Titan game when he caught in, in the corner of the end zone or right before the corner of the end zone and he had the double toe tap. It's like nah, DJ Moore's a dog there. First game against the Jets, what 2021? I want to say when uh when he caught the around over the shoulder. I, honestly, Des, in my opinion. We didn't do day. I mean, we didn't do DJ more justice. Just like we have a laundry list of other players, we didn't do justice here. I, I no, like, I don't agree with. Um, you know, I, I feel like if we put a quarterback with DJ Moore, and I and if make no mistake about it, let Justin Fields turn into a a better quarterback, a better throw of the ball. DJ Moore is going to be a star in Chicago, and, and I, I feel like that's what. We, Maybe I phrased it wrong because he is a top 20 receiver. So as Chris Rollins mentions here, he, he is. And I defend him to my friends all the time. Uh, you know, he's a top 20 wide receiver. His numbers pull it out. I guess I just had yeah. higher expectations for him because to me, he was filling in the role of Steve Smith. So it was yeah. like I wanted something more for him. I wasn't that upset when they traded him off. Uh, and that to me was the telltale sign. I was like, OK, well, we can replace him if I'm not because I was upset when we cut Steve Smith. Right. I wasn't upset when we traded DJ Moore. Uh, and maybe I don't know. It just I don't know. I just started thinking about it. I'm like, I don't think we're going to miss DJ Moore that much uh, in terms of what they've done to kind of refill that uh, wide receiver room. So Again, just, I, I, I I'm going to interrupt you. I hate to enter, to agree with Monty this early in the month, but <laughs> uh, but D, DJ Moore and Justin Fields are going to do wonders for one another. And I'm a firm believer that the only reason people don't think of DJ Moore as the number one wide receiver. It's because of the quarterback room that he's been dealt. And to be honest, I was thinking about it recently. It is going to make me kind of sad 
that now we get a player like Bryce Young and we're not going to get to see him throw the ball to DJ Moore or Christian McCaffrey. It's like, dang, man, I feel bad for those dudes in that way. I think that's going to be great for Chicago. But I do think that Jonathan Mingo is a a DJ Moore type of player. He's bigger. He's stronger. They darn near ran the same 40 time as well. There's a ton of potential for Jonathan Mingo. And to be frank, with the type of upside that he has, I don't think there's something that DJ Moore could do that uh, Jonathan Mingo couldn't theoretically do in the future. So, you know, a little bit of both. I just realized that we're already 30 minutes in here. I still got three more questions to give you guys. So we're going to start getting a little, <laughs> a little quicker here. Uh, <laughs> embrace debate and the uh, NFL draft version here. Uh, Monty Fetty and Cody Lashley, uh, Lashley from the, uh, the C3 uh, Chronicles. Um, guys, in the NFC South, which pick from a rival got your attention the most over the weekend? Because uh, there was a couple where it worked my eyes like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay, I see what y'all are doing. Um, Monty, you want to you kick this off? Which uh, pick from an NFC rival got your uh, your your attention? B. John Robinson. I think, you know, in I've, I like Cordero Patterson. Atlanta, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love Cordero Patterson. I think B. John Robinson is going to be a dog in Atlanta. Um, I, again, but this is goes back to our last you know episode. I, I think Atlanta is probably the scariest team that scares me the most in our division. I still think we'll walk away with this division, but I do think that they have one of the better offenses you know in our division as well. So I think B. John Robinson is one of one of the ones that had me like, okay, Atlanta, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Because I'm surprised they didn't go quarterback, but I guess they really like Desmond Ritter. Uh, Cody, yeah. what what pick uh, did you see from a, uh, a division rival that kind of got your interest? Man, of course, the division rival, New Orleans Saints. They got to draft my Clemson player, and like j- just to make me mad, it feels like. <laughs> no, I'm going. I'm going with Brian Brashid, uh That's for the, the New Orleans reason. Saints. Yeah, no, it ain't no, but it's not <laughs> even that. Brian Brian Brashid, did not get enough love when he was at Clemson. But one, uh, everything that he had to go through, both personally and injury-related. And, and uh, number two, the guy has a ton of physical potential. He's the type of guy that's going to be a better NFL football player than he was in college. Uh, that year uh, that he was coming out of high school, he was the number one player in all high school football, even over Bryce Young. So the, the dude has a bunch of talent. Uh, you know, the New World, New Orleans Saints got two picks that I like. They got uh, uh, Brian Brissy and Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame. And I, I really did like both of those players. So uh, I think that that's, that's good for them to try to get younger on the defensive line. And, and yeah, uh, interior pass rush is the most important thing that you can have on your defensive line in today's NFL because you're destroying the pocket for the quarterback. So, uh, and, and also to me, Bijan. He's an incredible player, but they overdrafted him, man. Like you could have gotten another really good player later in the draft. You know, a top ten pick is either def- like defensive line, offensive line, or uh, you know, someone that's going to take your team to the next level. I, I didn't love that pick for Atlanta. Yeah, they definitely needed defense. I agree there. Um, I, I but again, if we're going best player available, I think B. John Robinson had a you know the argument for being a you know a top ten, top fifteen player in this class. So I, I I get it, but I mean, but I don't disagree with you. They definitely needed a defensive player. Seeing a couple people say A.T. Perry, the uh, the Wake Forest wide receiver that ended up uh, late round selection for the New Orleans Saints. Um, they they well, you know what if uh, 
if uh, what's his name was still there, Sean Payton, I'd be a little worried about it that they could develop him in something. Yeah. I have no fear of Dennis Allen, like whatsoever. Like the dude has a losing record as a head coach. Des, I'll take it a step further. I have no fear of the Saints. So yeah. it's like you know, yeah. I, I hear I hear the proceed thing. I just, they don't scare me. You know, the Saints just don't scare me. I mean, I got no fear of the Falcons. It's the same way. Like they yeah. don't they they don't, they don't scare me, man. They just, was, they just don't. I was more worried. I think I said it last week. I was more worried about Hendon Hooker ending up in Tampa. Or, oh, yeah. or Atlanta, like or in the New division. Orleans. I didn't want him in this division because he's the one yeah. dude I was like, if he had been healthy the whole year, I would have wanted Hendon over Bryce Young. But that's because hometown, that kind of stuff, you know, he's, he grew up 25 minutes away from me up here in Greensboro. Uh, I'm glad he seems like he's landing a good spot in the Lions. Uh, the that Lions team actually has, I think, three or four Dudley High School players on it um, that might have played together uh, on their state championship team in 2015. So Hendon joining that group over there. Shout out to Twan Don uh, chiming in. He's, he's in the house uh, checking in. Dude, I did not forget to call you. I got super busy over the weekend. Uh, try to reach me today after five or six o'clock and we'll talk because uh, we had not a chance to speak over the weekend. Uh, and condolences to uh, to Twan. Uh, his grandmother passed away uh, this weekend. Oh, I didn't so, know that. All right, Twan. Yeah, RP. Shout out, Twan. Our prayers with you and your family, man. Um, but yeah, uh, Atlanta stole Bijan from Philly. That's what D Cash is saying. But they uh, went and got DeAndre Swift. They're not even mad. <laughs> yeah, that man. Look, I, I know, man. Please, it's disgusting. Quick, before, before I even get into uh, the next question, I just got to say the Philadelphia Eagles are doing everything right right now. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. man, they they have may have the best draft this year. Like I they think they did. may have had the full best draft this year. I mean, what? how can you go wrong when it's like, okay, who's the best defensive college football team in the past five years? 2021 Georgia? Okay, let's just get as let's many of Let's go get every guys. player. Yeah, let's go get <laughs> every player on that defense and let's, let's grow. Let's put them all in here and just see what happens. Yeah. And I mean, hey, they were, they were a couple of minutes away from winning a Super Bowl last year. They lock up their quarterback on a great deal uh, for both sides. They've got four Georgia defenders on their defense now. Or it might be five. I don't know. I've, I've lost count. <laughs> and then they picked yeah. up. Yeah, I think it's trade. five. So yeah, I think they got one more yeah, at the five. very end of the round of the, of the yeah. draft. They picked up uh, somebody. I can't remember. Who Ringo, Kelly Ringo. Yeah, yeah. So they got five Georgia defenders. They <laughs> probably have the right now. Just looking at things, I mean, I know the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, but they probably have the best pure roster in the NFL. Probably, and they kept probably. a lot of their free agents too. They resigned them. Yeah. Uh, we're uh, getting here close to the end. I know you guys got to get going uh, on your Monday work days or whatnot. Um, grade the Panthers trade on an A to F scale. Are you happy or mad about the draft the Panthers had overall? Uh, Cody, I'll let you start this off. We're talking about the overall draft or just the trade that we made? There's the overall trade. draft of the, of the Panthers. How would you grade the overall? Um, draft? Yeah, I gave it a B plus. And the only reason that I, I won't give it further is because I feel that the position values were kind of flip flopped. Even though I love the players that we got, I kind of would have preferred to go D line in the second and then go receiver in the third, maybe pick up like a Jalen Hyatt who went to the Giants, um, you know, get one of the more premier pass rushers that were in the draft. That that would have put it over the edge for me. But no, it's a B-plus because I love the upside and the potential of all the different players that we drafted. And, you know, when you draft these players, your job as a coach is to be a teacher more than anything. None of these guys coming out of college are finished products. You're going to have to continue to build upon them and grow their skill set. And I feel like we have the coaching staff to do that. And you see that with all of these players, you can make the argument that they're all uh, have the potential to be better NFL players 
than they ever were in college. So I think B plus is a is a fair grade. Money. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say a solid B. Um, you know, I've been trying to look for other reasons to give him a B plus or uh, getting a crawling to A, but I think a solid B is fair. I think. Uh, you know, to again agreeing with Cody here, I think some of just the value of where we got some of these players, you know, were kind of were, were a little off. It seems like the later we got in the draft, the, you know, kind of the better value players we got versus the, you know, uh, but I don't want to say that I think maybe I might be just a little too hard on the DJ Johnson trade as well. And I, I'll be, I can admit there, I may be just a little bit more harder on that DJ Johnson pick. You know, I think that we probably could have, we could have stayed put, kept, you know, kept an extra pick and added another player there. Um, but, you know, I think it's solid B, you know, I think Bryce Young, you know, getting your franchise quarterback is always going to be, you know, top of the list in my opinion. You know, you got your franchise quarterback, you know, you added a, a weapon that could potentially be a, a wide receiver one in your offense. So, you know, I think those are the two biggest things that I take away from it. Uh, you know, other guys, you know, I think the guard from North Carolina, he's going to – that's going to be a developmental piece as well. I think that he has the potential to start. Uh, but, you know, I definitely think he's going to be a developmental piece. And then Robinson, you know, I, I think, like I said, I think he's going to be more of a special teams player. So, I mean, I think a solid B is fair for me. Yeah, uh, probably about a B. It wasn't a sexy draft. I think we went into yeah. it thinking this was going to be the sexy draft based off of Scott Fitter's comments. Uh, they really just kind of sat back and just whatever came to them on the board after a certain point. Um, which one was it that they traded? That was for DJ Johnson they traded up for, right? Yeah. I think that's what yeah, got kind of like, ah. And a lot of times it's weird this time of the year where it's amazing to me how many people grade a draft based off of a team drafting players they've never heard of so they don't like them. <laughs> you know, right, like, right. like that, oh, that's a horrible pick. And it's because they didn't watch Pac-12 football or whatever at midnight. Every, <laughs> yeah. every, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's one of those yeah. things. So they don't really truly know. But the comp on DJ Johnson was uh, Brian Burns uh, in terms of, like, what they think they can do with him on the opposite side. And then moving Yutur Gross Matos to outside linebacker also, which I thought was a under the, uh, the rug headline that they put out last week. I think that could be uh, good for his career, too, going forward. He seems he'd be better off as a stand-up. Uh, pass rusher instead of putting his knuckles in the dirt and going that way. Um, trying to think if there was anything else that we need to cover. Anything else you guys wanted to cover before we get out of here for the morning? I mean, we ain't got enough time, but next week we need, we definitely need to incorporate a Brady Christensen uh, question in here. Everybody trying to oh, flame yeah. me on yeah. Twitter, man. I need to, I need to defend <laughs> well, myself. I Cody, the jokes the write themselves. Saying, Brother, I love you. The, the jokes write themselves. Like before, we, before, matter of fact, before we go, let's just say <laughs> let's just let's just unpack that little question there. Um, Come on, man. <laughs> hey, I, I think Brady Christensen is, is, is a very underrated player. I think that to your point, Cody, he's proven me wrong in a lot of situations to where I didn't think he was going to be as good as he is now. So I do give you that. There's no way in AT double hockey stick you trade trade a Taylor Moten. <laughs> To, to start Christian McK- um, Christian Brown. I didn't understand. I can't anything. even talk right now because I'm so frustrated. <laughs> it's like, why are we trading bro. the best uh, lineman we got again? Okay. Like, hey, it's no okay, way. bro. Hear me out. Hear me out. All I'm saying is that last season, after we drafted Akema Kwanu, listen, they, they had it in their mind that Akema Kwanu was playing left tackle. There was never a real competition. They were going to put him at left tackle and Brady Christensen at guard. Like there was nothing that Christensen did to lose that left tackle position. I also never doubted that Kim Aquano's ability to play left tackle. I thought guard would be more important in our offense than tackle was. That's why I wanted to put him there. My thing is, is Brady Christensen for a guy who was like six foot seven, 310 pounds. That man is nimble. He can move. He can do a lot of different things in pass protection 
that you're going to want. And he's a young player. Like, listen, I don't have a grudge against Taylor Moulton. I think he's a good player. But Panther fans have this selective memory, man. There were a couple times last year where Taylor Moulton got beat badly. TJ Watt did him dirty. There were a few players that, 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 that I, I know. But look, man, you have to be able to step up against the big-time performers in the big-time moments. And I feel like there were times last year when Taylor Moulton was kind of the worst offensive lineman uh, on the team when it came to pass protection. I I, I, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying I'd prefer to get younger. I would prefer to get fast at all positions. And to me, Brady Christensen, like people are trying to put him as a swing tackle. The dude has too much talent, man. The dude has too much talent to be riding the bench as a backup. That's all I'm saying, man. So you think Brady Christensen versus TJ Watt is a better matchup? I mean, he has to prove it. I mean, I, I've never seen that matchup, but I'm saying I've seen Taylor Moten. I've said, yeah, I, I want to see it. And I saw Taylor Moten at times last year, really, you know, he, he got it put on him uh, a few times last year. So if you have a younger player that might be able to upgrade that position and get some trade value for Taylor Moten, hey, man, I know y'all might think I'm insane, but it's not, it's not that outside of possibility to me. Cody, we love you, brother. Yeah, man. I just I saw it on Twitter. And I was like, Trey Taylor Moulton. Like, I don't, I don't even, I couldn't even get deep enough in the thread to. to <laughs> I was like, what is happening here? Like, I don't know what the deal is, but oh, they were uh, roasting me. I promise, they were roasting me. <laughs> well, hey, the one thing that taught me last year was that you can never have enough at whatever position, whether it's cornerback, offensive line. Ask the 49ers if they wish they had eight quarterbacks on the roster last year, and they probably would be Super Bowl champions. So it, it, depth is key. It felt like this draft yeah. was about that, getting depth. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, it's a good problem yeah. to have, to have all these linemen as opposed to where we were, say, five, six years ago, where we're pulling dudes off the street to play offensive line in front of Cam Newton. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, you want to play uh, left guard for the Panthers? <laughs> what are you doing today? Come on in. Yeah, exactly right. It's crazy. <laughs> So uh, we're going to go ahead and head on out. Um, I know Monty's got to uh, get going. I got to get going. Cody's got things to do. Appreciate everybody that stopped by this morning. We'll be back next Monday morning with a brand new Embrace Debate. Uh, follow us online. You can uh, follow us online, the Keep Pounding Podcast Network. Just Google it. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, it's at KP, uh, under, uh, KP underscore Pounding Network. Um and follow the Fans First Sports Network also, home to pods for all of the NFL teams and more. Uh, it's former hosts from the SB uh, Nation platform that migrated over and started their own thing. We're with them. So definitely check them out as well. Uh, and if you want to check out the video on this, and get a, uh, you can get a little notification when we're going to come on on Monday mornings, uh, every morning. Just go over to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Once we put in uh, that we're about to go on, you'll get a notification. So you'll be ready to go. Uh, and we'll get you set. Uh, going into the week, we're going to keep going as much as we can. Uh, now that the draft is over, we're kind of entering a dead period uh, in the NFL. But NFL is a you know twelve month ordeal, so something will happen in the next uh, couple of hours. <laughs> we'll figure out. We'll, we'll figure out something to fight yeah, we'll about. Figure. We always do. And if yeah, the, the, the NFL is a soap opera now, so you know we'll yeah, definitely find something out. Yeah. <laughs> and if anybody watching or listening, if you have questions that you want them to debate, be, feel free to put them in the comment section here. And uh, that's one of those things where we might have like free for all. Uh, Monday, where we let the you know we let the viewers take over, and you guys. Hey, ask the I, I would say even message the three of us on Twitter. 
Yeah, and, yeah, and, and the and the, yeah. the three of us will keep track of. Yeah, I've of, had a lot of people but, do that actually. Yeah, you know, if you miss yeah, me, because yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. hit you right back. You know, if you miss me on Twitter, I'll hit you right back. And yeah, yeah. and we'll definitely absolutely. So all of our handles are right there. Go follow us there. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, this has been a brand new episode of Embrace Debate, Carolina Panthers podcast on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network. Keep pounding.